Clan and welcome to Comics in the Cross, episode 21 of our podcast. We are the greatest streamers that you have never heard of. I, of course, am back this week from my week off. Nitro, who's up in this side above me, he is back from his few weeks off. What's up, everybody? And, of course, we are with our very special guest for today, Dr. Baron Bell, coming back onto the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming back on to be with us, Baron. We absolutely appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Hey, not a problem. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, and thank you so much, Ads, for that host. Appreciate it, brother. And so, yeah, we are back and running. It's It's been an interesting few weeks. We've been off here and there. We're back from there. the uh, technical difficulties and the vacations. <laughs> yeah, and I want to give a special shout out and a thank you to everyone that did tune in last week because I get like a stream summary of like how the stream's done and stuff. Even with all the technical issues, even with the stream freezing and stuff, so many of you came, hung out with Nitro, kept our numbers and our average viewership up. I greatly appreciate you guys doing that. Boosted the old (laughs) self-esteem. You know, thank you so much. Like, I I don't know another man that can have a frozen screen for that length of time and still hold, like, double-figured viewers. So that's pretty impressive, Nitro. That's a pretty impressive takeaway from that. What can I say? It's my charming personality. Exactly. They come for the personality, man. They come for it. That's what it is. And Ads is asking, did you like the game, Nitro? Which one? Oh, the Avengers game? Yeah, I thought it was pretty sweet. I didn't get really get to play it a whole lot, but I thought it was pretty sweet. Nice. Recommend picking it up? Do you think it's something that'll be a worthwhile game to play? Play more of? I don't Check know. I don't know. I gotta see. I gotta see some more of it because I, I feel like they only had a, like a small chunk. Obviously, it's the beta, so I feel like I need to see a bit more of it before I, I, I say yay or nay on it. I don't want to say no because. It has strong like Spider-Man PS4 vibes for me. That, so, and that I can really only be like a good that thing. game. That can only be a good yeah. thing. That game was awesome. Yeah. Um, so let me do a couple of quick shout outs um, just to get these out there in the chat. Like um, up above, Dr. Baron Bell there, you'll see Gamer Grind Co. logo. Of course, the official sponsors of Comics in the Cross. The um, number one coffee for gamers. Hashtag on that grind. Um, so of course, go ahead and check them out. Hold on, I can get the chatbot working. I know what I'm doing. There we go. Go ahead, click on that link to check out what Gamergrain has available, all the amazing coffees that they've got. Um, I've been trying a couple of um, their coffees from actual like different streamers and different content creators that have got their own coffees. And um, We've been trying out Rage Mode this month, and it's absolutely amazing. Love it for Super Bias. Shout out to him here on Twitch. Been really enjoying that coffee. That's been a really good one, so it's well worth checking out. While you're over there enjoying that coffee, of course, go ahead and pick yourself up the Comics in the Cross coffee mug and sticker that is available in their store because, of course, you want that in your cupboard to use to drink your morning coffee. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want our logo plastered everywhere? Because, of course, you would. Um, Also, I want to give a special shout-out because I'm going to start promoting him a little bit. Does new link work? Let's find out. There we go. Um, new link up in the chat there. That official song that you heard at the start of our opening there is called Geek by um, a Christian geek rapper called Eric Steven. You know, Christian geek rapper. Three things that you don't usually get two of those that go together. So finding somebody that encompasses all three. Um, go and check us. looking for like... We've been looking for intro music for a while. Like, like an official like song music, for it. And like I literally... Yeah. I, I checked out his stuff. He's actually been following us on Instagram for a while. And I just didn't really click that he was a musician. And then all of a sudden it just clicked and I went and checked out his stuff. (laughs) 
and that's a link to his Spotify. <laughs> Go check him out. His stuff's awesome. It's phenomenal stuff. It's completely based in geek culture and good Christian messages to it. And I really I heard, appreciate it, Eric. Thank you so much for doing that. And heard that song. Heard that song, Geek, and I'm like, that is, that's perfect. That's that's us. Yeah. That is like us all. You love it when you hear a song like that that's got so many inside jokes and references for geeks, and you'd realize you understand every single one of them. You're like, yep, that's it. a song I for us. I get it. Um, so that song is going to be the official opening song when we launch on the podcast um, from now on. And it's also the song I'm currently working on putting a trailer together for our Twitch and YouTube channels that's going to um, feature that song and his stuff. So go show Eric some massive love. Go show him so much appreciation. Get those views up on Spotify for him. He's an absolutely great guy. Um, I believe he's just starting to tour again. He's going to start to do some more shows and stuff like that. Um, obviously, oh, awesome. obviously, that's kind of been put on hold with the whole um, pandemic situation, but he's looking to start traveling and doing that again. So want to give a massive shout out to him and thank you for giving us permission to use geek um as our official song it's it it fits us perfectly it really does um oh jay sanchez in the chat saying hey everyone how you doing we are doing absolutely awesome john how are you doing today brother thank you for coming to join us as we talk to dr bell um so news wise this week Nitro and I were literally even talking in the lead up to this week of like there's not that much massive news had happened this week so we thought if we talk about any news stuff it's probably going to be looking at what happened during DC fandom talking about the trailers and all that sort of situation and yeah. then that quickly changed mm -hmm. for anyone who's not aware uh, we've seen the passing of Chadwick Boseman obviously best known to the geek community I thank you so much, Blue Dog. Thank you for, <clears throat> of course, as I choke as I say that. Thank you, Blue Dog, for coming in. Thank you for that follow. Welcome to the Comic Clan. We greatly appreciate that. Hope you enjoy the show today. Um, but yeah, we heard about the passing of Chadwick Boseman, best known in geek mm -hmm. culture as King T'Challa, the Black Panther. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I was in. So I I went and saw New Mutants this past weekend, and I was in the theater when you had messaged me. Cross because you were like because prior to that we were talking like you said like we didn't know what we were going to be talking about but this was prior to the interview and you said well I guess we have something to talk about now and then you showed me the screenshot of posts about it I'm like no way yeah and Blue Dog in the chat saying there man may you rest in peace like yeah I'll be completely upfront yeah front. guys uh, yeah in, in in honor in honor of of, uh, of Chadwick I was uh, I wore my Black Panther shirt yeah let you guys know yeah you know what i'm saying what kind of forever much respect you know what i'm saying much respect uh -huh. to chadwick boseman and yeah. to, ev to everything he did like you know it's like yeah so many people are just actors that do on great roles but like i love hearing all the new stories that are starting to come out about him about mm -hmm. just what a great guy he was all the amazing stuff he did all the charity work he'd done all the hospitals he visited all the the amazing role model that people are saying like the, i think one of the things that's heartbreaking is seeing all these young kids like with their avengers figures doing like funerals for black panther yeah you know all these like young black kids as well that are talking about how big and amazing of a role model he was for them and to see a a black superhero like on the big screen like that which mm -hmm. you know of course black panther was the first big black superhero in the comics as well mm -hmm. So it was amazing to see him take yeah. that role to the screen. You know, too. My, my wife said something that was very profound. She said that 
you know, he is just as much of a superhero in life as he was in, in the movies. Yeah. He did every movie that he did while he was going under chemotherapy and operations yeah. and all of that. And he was just doing, he was just working. He's just mm -hmm. working. And you would never have known. No. You never knew that he was going through what he was going through. Yeah, because he was, he was diagnosed with stage three in 2016. And when I got home, or the next day after you told me Cross, I watched Black Panther and I was just looking at the shape that he was in. Like, and when he was doing, you know, where he had to fight to be king and yeah. he was fighting Mbaku. And he was jacked. And I'm like, that was years after he was like, diagnosed with cancer like he was putting in work yeah that's just and going I know through Dr. treatments yeah it's like it's, it's yeah. ridiculous and dr bell i knew you and i mm -hmm. were talking before like he just seemed like a genu genuinely nice dude you know a lot of people like in hollywood they just yeah. they don't seem like good people you know like not to general over yeah, I mean, or anything like that but you know it's it's interesting you'd see an actor and you say oh they played a great character on screen but then you find out in real life they were just jerks yeah. Um, yeah, that's not the case with Chadwick Boseman. You know, he was just as genuine, and I mean, I guess you could tell that too from the types of roles he took, from you know Jackie Robinson to James Brown to Thurgood Marshall. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the types of roles that he chose to take were like groundbreaking roles. They mm -hmm. were roles that really kind of inspired uh, generations. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's the type of actor he was. But I think that's the type of man he was too. Yeah. 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 The fact that he was visiting terminal kids, kids with terminal cancer while he was battling the terminal cancer, it just blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, like, if you yeah. want to look at a man who had every right to be self focused, I mean, the dude was battling yeah. colon cancer for four years. Yeah. He had yeah. every right just to focus on himself and focus on what mm -hmm. he was going through. And that man did nothing but give back the people around him give back to his fans give back to the the people who appreciated him it's like he he took none of it for granted yeah and unfortunately he just got married um from oh, what i hear in the gosh. news oh, so wow, really? it's, that's a double it's yeah it's a it's a double double whammy because it's like oh yes he's going through all this stuff but you know his wife his widow now is, is a new new bride new wife uh now new widow and i, I mean i just say that my prayers to her yeah. and and the rest of his family because i know that they are really hurting right now just as, as much as we are or i mean more than we are absolutely no well just definitely. to just to show you how much of an impact he had he has and this is super superficial but that tweet where they were announcing his official twitter page that was announcing where he passed is the most liked tweet ever, ever. Yeah. It has over oh, 7 wow. million, over 7 million, oh my gosh. Three, 3 million retweets. So yeah, I mean, even Twitter, is... Twitter said this is the most liked tweet ever. So like that goes to show you how much of an impact that dude had. Yeah. You know, across all forms of media, across all fan bases, everything. Yeah. And I think he's an impact here in our chat scene as well. Like G Sanchez saying, rest in peace, Chadwick. Um, hey Scottish Hippie, glad you come and join us, man. No worries. And yeah, we're just we're talking about the news at the moment. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's passing, um, and yeah, he yeah. he was an inspiration. He really was. The amount of stuff he did, the the roles he took, like Barn was talking about, everything about the man was an inspiration. And 
I can't imagine what his family's feeling and going through right now, but they can be proud at the the legacy that this man left behind. Mm-hmm. He left a phenomenal legacy behind of who he was and a phenomenal inspiration of just what we should be like as human beings. Yeah. He really did. I mean, he also, I mean, he set the bar for representation in media too. Like, you look at films that are coming out, like, specifically in the Marvel Universe, like you have Shang-Chi and you have a whole lot of other... Yeah. You have a whole lot of other yeah. Marvel movies that I don't know if I don't know would be possible if if they hadn't like set the stage for with Black Panther. Yeah, and you know they I think that from the beginning of the the MCU they'd been planning on 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 that type of representation. It was just kind of slowly but surely building. Yeah, um, it, it just kind of reminds me of you know how when um, back when we first saw Black Panther in the comics um uh stanley uh, uh uh did the fantastic four story mm-hmm. uh and uh the black panther was prominent in that story and, and it was a fantastic way uh to to bring uh, a really substantial black character into into comics at the time and of course it was during um a lot of social unrest and and of course i mean that's what comics should do comics should reflect the time yeah. that mm-hmm. that it's that it's in and so uh, and the, the fact that the movie being so impactful as it was, I mean, such a blockbuster financially, but also uh, culturally and worldwide beloved. It was mm-hmm. just amazing. And yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a massive loss. His death is a massive loss. Uh, and I'm not really sure how Marvel moves forward with the franchise. Yeah, to take the yeah I have no clue. Well, that was a question I wanted to pose as well, because it was something I seen posted on Facebook today. And I shared it on social media. If you follow us on our social media pages, you might have seen me post it earlier today. Um, but someone was suggesting possibly or asking the question of, like, do they recast T'Challa and have someone else take up mm-hmm. that mantle of Black Panther? I, I honestly, or I like Letitia Wright. Or do like they pass Letitia it Wright over to Letitia Wright, Shuri, who in the comics, Shuri obviously does become Black Panther mm-hmm. herself at one point. Do we take that role and just put her in the role of Black Panther now, and leave that respect to Chadwick Boseman as like T'Challa, like he was T'Challa, and put the character to rest? Um, you know what? I, I I saw a lot of those comments too, and and I'm I think um, I I do believe that they should recast, but they should not recast anytime soon. I think that they yeah. should, like in the comics, pass the mantle of the Black Panther over to Shuri. Let her. So let her settle into that role for a minute. And then just like with like uh, James Bond or any other character that has multiple actors attached, you, you do it like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Black Panther, the Black Panther role, bigger than just one person. Although mm-hmm. we love Chadwick and we loved his representation of it, it can't, it can't end with him. It can't. No. It's too important to, to just end with one person. So mm-hmm. let the sting go by first. Pass it to Shuri, which is perfect timing because, of course, that's what happened in the comic books. But then slowly start the vetting process to try to figure out who could actually in those shoes. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, people, people will will accept it after some time. But right now, it's just too soon. Yeah, yeah. It feels even weird talking about this. <laughs> yeah, <And it's> like, <laughs> it does. It does. And that's it. It's so bizarre because, like, you think just a couple of years ago, to when Black Panther came out and the success it got, and to think about recasting anybody from that 
like everybody was cast yeah. so perfectly in those roles and it's like because i mean he was like moving forward he was going to be the cornerstone of yeah he was going to be you like, one he of was going to be one of the new major yeah. avengers and it's like i mean they were already yeah. like black panther 2 is already you're basically getting started you know the next avengers movie was undoubtedly going to feature him in a high profile role yeah they were definitely pushing like uh -huh. him and spider-man and captain marvel to be like the next big heroes to take those mantles yeah um i think for me personally i think yeah i kind of agree with you baron i think recasting right now is is too soon create a plot point create a reason if we're going to recast the child create a reason for him not to be there and have to abdicate the throne for uh, yeah, a little while yeah. and give it to yeah, shuri yeah. leticia writes a phenomenal yeah. actress i think she would do yeah, an amazing she's ready. job yeah uh, i understand she's, she's ready too yeah yeah oh no matters, she, but... she's on fire she's an on yeah. fire christian she loves yeah. jesus yeah. And so um but she's a fantastic actor she's she's phenomenal actor she can she can do it she Agreed. can do it Agreed. you know i mean uh, I'm with you, Cross. Give, give, um, give uh, T'Challa a, a, a believable reason of being there. Yeah. And then let some time pass. Let some healing happen. Mm -hmm. And you know, let the let the character mature with Shuri at the mantle, uh, in, in the mantle of, of the Black Panther, and then eventually come up with a new storyline that will reintroduce the Black Panther um, as another character, as another actor, rather. Yeah, because yeah. you can have both of them running side by side, and you can even have both T'Challa and Shuri be different versions of the Black Panther. They already did that in the oh, comics, yeah. you know. Yeah, like she yeah, took over, yeah. Like Shuri took over as Black Panther and sat in the throne of Wakanda while uh, T'Challa, I think, was running around like Hell's Kitchen as you mm -hmm. know another vigilante at the time. And it's like, yeah, they've yeah, done it before. Absolutely. There's a way to do that. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that's the right way to go. Like personally, for me, I would, I would like to see Shuri take the mantle. At least for now, because yeah, like yeah. I, I don't want to sit and try and imagine someone else's T'Challa at this point. Let Chadwick's, you know, his representation of T'Challa stand for a while before mm -hmm. we look at someone else taking it. Just, just like you know, for instance, um, you guys remember. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys are Bond fans. You know, everybody has their quintessential Bond. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For me, it's always it's always going to be Sean Connery. For me, yeah. Bond yeah. is always Sean Connery. He is like the he is the pinnacle of smooth. He's yeah. just like, man. You know what I'm saying? He's got that swagger. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, that's me. You know, for other people, it may be you know, um, uh, uh what's what's the latest uh Daniel latest Craig. guy? Daniel Craig. Yeah. Daniel Craig. You know what I'm saying? And so. You know, but that's but you get the option, you get the choice, you you get a certain generation's version of that character, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think yeah, that's definitely. a good point. And yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's that's definitely a good way to go about it, because uh, the child stories aren't done. There's still so much you can do with the character, and yeah. mm -hmm. I think completely finishing the character off isn't the right way to go. But they just have to handle it. But no one. Marvel and Disney and what they do, it's like I, I trust them completely to handle it in the right way. Mm -hmm. I think they will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But for anyone that's in the chat, any, you know, fond memories of seeing Chadwick Boseman, any you know, what it meant for him to play Black Panther in your life or any of the other many roles that he did play, he was I mean, he was a busy man. For the last four years of having colon cancer, the man yeah. never stopped working. He never stopped mm -hmm. working in high 
you know profile role so like all the more power to that but uh, we're going to move on obviously but just i just want to say it to him you know he has passed away now but thank you so much chadwick for everything that you did and the role yeah. that you mm-hmm. that you played and the inspiration that you set for all of us you know much respect absolutely you know? yep much respect brother to you kind of forever. forever kind of forever. no problem all right so we're going to start moving on a little bit we of course have dr baron bell back with us this week as you can see he's right there you know not hidden or, <laughs> not hidden or anything he's writing what up um right to my right i think yeah <laughs> and you're right yep um so for any of y'all who've been watching the show for a while you might recognize dr bell he was here he has been on the show before he came on before to help promote his new comic dominion follow the house of saul um, at the time we were waiting for the release that comic is now officially out available for purchase so um baron for anyone who doesn't know about dominion and doesn't know the story who may have missed out last time what is dominion what's the story about it dominion uh, uh, i'm gonna do the elevator pitch okay go for an elevator <laughs> dominion pitch. and this is this is please take note for you comic book uh, uh artists potential comic book artists and, and writers Please, an elevator pitch is, is a short pitch to just deliver your, your whole story uh, in, in a way that uh, can be very clear and concise, but very short. Uh, the elevator pitch for Dominion is it is a sci-fantasy space opera inspired by the book of 1 Samuel in the Bible. Um, that's the elevator pitch, sci-fantasy space opera inspired by 1 Samuel in the Bible. Now, for those of you guys who are not familiar with the story, it's really the rise of the kingdom of Israel. It's the the, the rise of King Saul. It is uh, the the events that precede David and Goliath. The difference is it happens in space, and all of my characters are anthropomorphic versions of the biblical characters. And so that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, another way to, sit, to think of it is it's Star Wars meets Narnia. Yeah, it really is like a, a, a an intergalactic sci-fi fantasy romp. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that pretty much uh, is derived from the events that happen in the Bible. And I know you talked about this last or last time we streamed together, but you you're planning on doing there's three parts to it, right? So we just you just really yeah it, right? yeah I'm 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 um we're doing um three 100 page graphic novels that span uh, the three major kings of the Bible. So mm-hmm. we got Kings uh, Saul, then that's uh, the first three books that we're doing right now that should culminate uh, Q1 2021. Um, we got uh, David, that's going to, um, uh, his storyline picks up after that, that's gonna take us all the way through um, 2021. And uh, then of course, um, uh, Solomon, King Solomon is going to happen in 2022. So you'll have uh, a, a nice thick omnibus um, a- after probably in this probably Christmas 2022. That's awesome. <laughs> so that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But, um, awesome. you know, but it all takes place in the Dominion context. It's all, it all, it is these stories, but it's, it's the Dominion versions of these stories, which is not word for word or anything like that, but it is heavily derived and heavily inspired by the events in the bible yeah one of the cool things that i liked and i'm not going to spoil the 
the the first chapter for those of you who haven't had a chance to get it yet but just the way that you portrayed the kingdoms just right at the offset in out in outer space it's like the border like space and then you yeah. have the planets are the cities it's so like clever it's, and, and it's so well done it really is and, yeah and massive thank, thank you. you to dr uh, bell as well who did send us out an early one of that isaac and i talked a little bit about it a few weeks ago and just reading it, it honestly guys if you've if you're intrigued to check this out check out chapter one yeah. if you're not sure about the book at all check out chapter one the first four pages i believe are still available for preview and um, i put the link in the chat it's like chapter one really leaves you where a first chapter should it gives mm -hmm. you a good introduction and it leaves you like okay i need to know what happens now yeah i, I literally thought i was thinking after i read it like how is he going to fit all this stuff into just two more comics like, yeah. two more chapters <laughs> for this story so i'm like how is he going to fit that in there it's like it's there's so much you know what um and 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 yeah you're you're absolutely right it it is there's so much and, and listen, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, like, a, how do I'm you a Bible pick? history nut. I'm a, I'm a history nut. I mean, I, the thing is, it's like, because of the fact that it's not like a word for word type thing, or it's not an event for event type thing. It's like, it starts with the baseline of this event. And then of course, take that and run with it in my imagination to kind of like figure out how it would look in a dominion context. So it doesn't all fit exactly, but you'll see like the major plot points happen. Yeah. that's how i that's how i do it i just go from plot point to plot point as long as it's like a major thing it, you know yeah. in, in the bible there's so many kind of tangents that a story can go off into and i don't mm -hmm. i don't go all the way and then of course yeah. there are some things that i kind of change as far as gender roles are mm -hmm. you know kind of like um, a little bit more equitable um in, in dominion because yeah. of course you know the women the women need the women need to be stronger you know what I'm saying? And they need to have more representation. They need to they need to be a little bit more balanced. And so that takes the story in different directions too. And so, you know, I I somehow figured out myself and, and my my writing team, you know, Daniel Hancock and uh, a couple of other people who are helping to edit. But um do our best to 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 stay true to the biblical text mm -hmm. as the major plot points are concerned. So you're going to see Saul, Saul loses favor with the, the Almighty. Saul gets a challenge to his throne through David. Does not necessarily take too well to having a challenger. Uh, he, he kind of spirals into, into madness, leads to a whole lot of detrimental effects on him and his family. And so those are major plot points, right? Those actually happened in the Bible. Those they did, but then I take some tangents with, oh, the queen, she has a storyline. Oh, the princess Michael, she has a completely different storyline mm -hmm. uh, from from in, from in the Bible. Uh, and so that's how we kind of just determine, okay, it needs to be a good story. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it needs to have good solid characters. So it's more of a character study uh, than anything. And that's kind of where it started what? with me thinking, okay, there's not enough about Saul yeah. and I want to know more about Saul and I want to know his pathology and, and all of that other stuff. Yeah. One thing I really know. Sorry, I just want to I... jump in before you go there. Nitro, no, just um, shout out. Thank you to Terminus Media for following us and joining the comic clan. Massive shout out to Terminus Media, which um, if you all don't know, Terminus Media are the ones actually 
producing Dominion. So thank you so much for following us on tw- on Twitch. <laughs> Sorry, um, that follow came in. On you go, Nitro. Oh, you're, you're good, man. One thing that I noticed after reading the preview was Queen Ahinoem, right? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. He's been working on that since the last time you... Dude, I've been working on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, was the, I, her relationship... on the... On the website, I spell it phonetically. Yeah, I know. I even got it wrong after I read that, uh, our last stream, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> I really liked her relationship. The So the relationship between Jonathan and Saul, but her relationship with Jonathan was really cool. And, like, you just got a glimpse of it, you know, when she's when he, like, basically goes to his room... <laughs> You know, in, in the preview, and you know, she's just having a little chat with him. Um, that was really cool because I, I was raised by a single mom, so just seeing that, just seeing a, a strong woman role in that was, was. Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail you, on the head, Nitro. You you hit the nail on the head. Um, it, it's about this is about war, but it's also about family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and family comes in all shapes and sizes. And you know, sometimes there's two parent home, sometimes there's one parent home, but there's still the traits of a father and a mother that a lot of people will be able to latch on to. Yeah. 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 I mean, you I'm give sorry, an amazing... I'm across you were going to say. No, I was just going to say, it's like, yeah, you have an amazing way of kind of like just drawing in what draws people to read about this family and in a way that you don't really get to see, you know, like we get to see the queen and we get to see the princess as actual prominent characters in this, you know, as actual personalities. I mean, they're, you know, they're barely even mentioned, if at all in the actual you know scripture in that time um, and I think I said it during when I was talking with Isaac about it on the podcast was like even with King Saul you know King Saul generally is when he's talked about in terms of the Bible it's usually he's a villain mm-hmm. you know because he's talked about in the way that like oh he's hunting after David and like within the first few like I think it's in the preview the first four pages even you get to see it and um, you actually are able to kind of like within me anyway you drew out sympathy i felt so sympathetic yeah. towards this character because he's having that nightmare in his bed and it's reliving the conversation mm-hmm. he had with samuel and mm-hmm. being told that you know the almighty had left him he was no longer with him and mm-hmm. you know you see that reaction it's like you see that reaction of that anger and that that confusion and like he he tries to beg and he tries to barter and he tries to you know, he tries to do whatever he can. And when he wakes up in that dream, it's like you, yeah. you feel so sympathetic because this guy's yeah. world has just been destroyed in that one mm-hmm. moment. And I've never felt sympathy like that for Saul before. I've read those stories plenty mm-hmm. of times. And I've never felt that sympathy for Saul as I did. Like, well, I mean, in that one. You, and you're right. I mean, you know, and typically when you read the, the, the biblical text of First Samuel, you you i think because of the way it's written and I'm, I'm not sure if it's just in different translations differently but you do see saul um as more of a villain character as more of this kind of an evil king but you know we all don't start out bad you know what i'm saying yeah. in life as children as kids born um, with mal- mal- malicious intent, you know what I'm saying? That 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 develops over time, um, due to a lot of different circumstances and whatever. It doesn't just happen. And the thing is, when Saul first became king, just a regular dude, he didn't even expect to happen. Yeah, thrust upon him. 
so it's almost kind of like um you know like a kid who who gets uh drafted into the nba or into the nfl off the street and they, they they were first on the street a day before and then they get the draft and then they're a millionaire yeah i mean what do you how do you expect them to behave if there isn't a transition time between yeah. the two things between poverty and becoming a millionaire of course you're going to wow out and spend your money and and, and probably go bankrupt when your career is over mm -hmm. that's what happened is the same thing with what happened to Saul at first he was just this tall handsome young man who had no clue yeah it was actually an object lesson given by God to the people of Israel to say this is what you want because you asked for a king because everyone else around you had a king so I'm gonna give you a king but guess what he's not going to be perfect yeah. at all as yeah. a matter of fact he's gonna be kind of like your worst nightmare yeah, but absolutely. Saul himself, though, I mean, he he didn't know. It's like he's just a regular dude. It's like yeah. so. I'm trying to get at the heart of him as a flawed character, not as a villain. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely it definitely comes across. Um, sorry, I just want to catch up in the chat here. Um, humor who is um Cameron from the One Geek Four Eleven, good friends of ours, saying good afternoon. It's like good to see you, Cameron. Let me do a quick shout out for them. Yeah, I mean, go and give them a follow on that link there, guys. They're an absolutely amazing channel. And to Neva Candida, greetings and salutations from Kansas. Neva, thank you so much for coming in, being part of the chat today. Glad that you could come and join us. Um, yeah. I think that's a good point, though, like regarding villains. Like, I, you know, you look back at some of the best movies that have like villains and like the ones that are the most intriguing, the villain has a good point or they're coming from a like a perspective that you can relate to you know yeah mm -hmm. no, absolutely look and... at look at um look at vincent d'onofrio's kingpin in, yeah. in uh, netflix daredevil mm -hmm. okay that is one Perfect. of the best villain constructions i've ever seen in my life so because 100%. you can empathize uh, with the dude you can listen his face and his um the the inner dialogue that you see in his face as he's acting as he's thinking as he's kind of, you know, trying to figure out what what his next step is. You don't know what his next step is. You don't know if yeah. it's if it's going to be uh, evil intent or is it going to be trying to support his wife. If he's going to just try to do something good because it's good, but then again because he's done some bad, you don't know if it's good. He's trying to outweigh, <laughs> you know, you know, know what know he's his done. True yeah. So it's complicated. It's complicated. That and you could have played it. kind of villain characters. Yeah, and they could have played it like a mustache twirling villain, but they didn't. They went yeah. deep and they tried to make it relatable. And it, yeah, I agree. 100%. They went deep. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay, that, that's doing the work though. That that's that's picking for the higher fruit. You got to do the work when you're writing these characters. Uh, I teach a com I teach two comic book uh, uh, publishing courses: one for Liberty University, one for George Fox University. And I tell both of my 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 groups of students, it's like. Um, before you actually draw, do a character profile. Mm -hmm. See all of the the behind the scenes, all of the the the, the vital statistics. Who this person is, height, weight, all of that stuff is fine. And then um, uh, tell me about their backstory. Uh, tell me about trauma, belief system. Um, you know, uh, just all of that stuff because you start writing you have to know you got to know your character you got to know because then when the conflict happens you know how they will respond the character has an archetype 
uh, every in, in write in, in in writing, there are only a certain number of archetypes uh, that that are in all movies, uh, uh, narrative, fiction, literature. Choose an archetype. So if it's going to be a um, a a boy scout for your for your hero, let him be a boy scout, and so you kind of know how the boy scout will respond to conflict. Uh, if it's a jaded, um, uh, reluctant hero, you kind of know how the jaded, reluctant hero will respond to conflict. Batman and Superman are not the same kind of hero. Mm -hmm. They're two different kinds of heroes, and they respond to conflict differently. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't know that unless you know the backstory. You wouldn't know that unless you know the pathology. You wouldn't know that that Batman's up, upbringing was c completely different than Superman's upbringing. Superman was born in a two-parent household. Batman was born in a, a, a he wasn't born, but he was uh, a, left in a household that had no parents that were both murdered in front of him. Yeah. So they both grow differently and they both respond to conflict differently. This, yeah. But see, that's the work you got to do to know your characters. It's, it's funny you said that because like... I in, when I was in college, we had an illustration course, and one of the one of the uh, the um, assignments was you had to create a character from scratch, and you were going to draw them three in three different scenarios, whatever scenarios you wanted. But we had to do the same thing. We had to come up with a backstory for the character, like yeah, you know, like the statistics, the height, weight, you know, what did they look like, but mm -hmm. like where they came from, what the struggle was, all that stuff, and it, it it's almost like. You know, even taking the story and setting that aside for a second, it changes the way that you approach the visual look of the character too. Because it's almost like the no, drawing, it's almost like your drawing is like super powered now that you have all that information that's backing up what you're drawing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, listen, if, if you have a soldier um, who is a reluctant hero and he's reluctant for a reason, maybe because he's seen so much war, he doesn't want to fight. Yeah. So that's going to that's going to affect his exterior appearance. What if he has a scar? What if yeah. he has um, you know sunken eyes? What if he has a hunch because he's so tired all yeah. the time? And so you know that from the backstory. You know that from the character profile. Then and that and like you said, Nitro, you go in armed with so much knowledge that you already you can see it in your head before you yeah. actually draw it. Yeah, and and it adds so much dimension. To the story that like you like a reader probably is not going to consciously know that or notice that but their subconscious is going to pick up on that you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool yeah, it's, it's the same thing that we were talking about last time about you know when when you see a tree you see green you see the green foliage but if you really really look like there are some mm -hmm. there's some crazy colors like you know there's mm -hmm. there's like purples and, and blacks and blues and stuff that you aren't consciously picking up, but your brain is picking up and it's making more of a rounded picture, you know? And you're right. And we got to give our audience more credit. Smarter. They're savvier these days. You know what I'm saying? They, they read a lot of our, our audience. They are, they are fans of, of really good, solid storytelling. And, and you can't, and they know, they can spot a phony a yeah. mile away. They can see when you're when you're just being when you're phoning phoning it in, you know what I'm saying. And so that's why some some movies really impactful, and that's why some movies just suck. And yeah. and and I hate to say it, and I hate to be just <clears throat> blunt, but just there's so much crap out there, it just sucks. 
because yeah. people aren't doing the work. They're just phoning it in. Yeah. They're relying upon special effects action and not doing anything in regards to character development. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't have time for that. And, and so in my writing and in my teaching, um, you know, I, I'm really trying to elevate the game elevate the game and then of course with with the dominion and other stories that i tell because i'm a christian i'm trying to infuse some of my faith into into the work that i do Mm -hmm. um and it's almost kind of like it's not like even an afterthought because this is who i am it's automatically baked in yeah so you know that's just who it is that's just who i am i wanted to shout out ads in the chat said he just ordered his copy of dominion so he's going to be reading it after the stream so yeah, hey, listen, any guy, if you guys have ever have any questions or if you, um, you know, want to just chat with me, um, you can um, uh, uh, reach me at uh, baron.bell at the, uh, terminusmedia.com. He's baron.bell. Or you can just do contact at terminusmedia.com. Contact at terminusmedia.com. You can just go on uh, our um, Twitter feed, which is uh, uh, Dominion Comic at Dominion Comic on Instagram or Dominion.comic on Instagram as well. I answer any and every question. I'm a teacher, so I don't care what question it is, you know, just just send it to me, whatever. Um, and you never know, your question may end up in our in our next book. So, you know, because awesome. we, we're gonna have a, a, a nice uh, author section in the back of the book and we'll, we will be putting questions in the back of the book. Awesome. And for everyone in chat, I've just gone ahead and thrown those in there, the social media links for everyone. Um, go and keep up to date with Dominion. As we said, this is only chapter one of the book, so this will help you keep up to date and get a little bit of insider what's going on with Dominion leading up to the rest of the books and this specific one and the ones that are yet to come. And then, of course, I've thrown in the link as well to the shop at Terminus Media where you can go and purchase it just like Ads did um, and check out chapter one for yourself. So selfishly speaking, one of my favorite things when I consume media, whether it's like comics or video games or, or, or whatever, like graphic novels or whatever, is I love the extras that the author or that the artist puts in. And I think, because I'm, I'm looking at the preview right now that you sent over. And again, yeah, thank you for doing that so we had a chance to read it. But I'm looking at the, at the front where you have, you have the character bios and then again, you have mm-hmm. the picture of the kingdom with the blown out Gibeah. Um, and then at the end, mm-hmm. you have kind of you walk through the process of, of what that is. I love that, man. And I, I, I think that's so cool that you included that. Yeah, um, you actually the, the preview I sent you is actually this. Uh, it's uh, the collector's edition of the book. Um, yeah. And um, the, the actual physical copies that that are, that is a person will order, I'll actually sign those. And so those are signed collector's editions and they have all of the, the process. Yeah. Uh, so it, cool. they, it has the, the galaxy map in the front. It has the process. It has like all the character breakdown sheets, um, uh, the vehicles, um, just cover designs, all sorts of cool stuff. There's actually uh, a, a, a small preview of some designs, early designs for the David character as well. And awesome. so, uh, you know, so that that's kind of like the premium you get when you buy that. You, you actually get to see uh, our early work for uh, for David. He's going to have a mech as well and uh, 
mechanized armor for those of you guys who are not familiar with mechs, <laughs> mechanized armor <laughs> and uh you know that that's a thing in our book mechanized armor <laughs> and so uh so yeah so it's going to be cool but yeah man um i love like i said i'm a teacher and so uh i love showing the process and i know we're going to be getting into a little bit of technique but uh, mm-hmm, that's that's yeah. what i that's what i really like to do i really like to share that yeah and it's awesome to see your technique and see how you put that stuff yes. together i mean like if like we'll put the social media stuff up in the chat go and follow him like baron puts up stuff he puts up like rough sketches he puts up ideas he puts up different stages of the development so you do get to see these characters in different stages it isn't just like the completed artwork you always get to see so if you are interested in that stuff then dr bell is 100 i pretty much <laughs> I, I pretty much post on instagram i mean multiple times a week sometimes every day i post and I tell my students all the time, it's like, if you're not drawing every day, you you have got to step your game up. Yeah. If Michael Jordan didn't do what he, if he didn't sleep with the basketball, he wouldn't have been nearly as good as he was. You got to draw every single day. And I draw every day. I draw every day. I'm working on Dominion or I work on other just regular random drawings, but I draw, I perfect my craft. And then a lot of that stuff I do post. I want everyone to see, oh, this is a process. So you'll go from the pencil sketch, then you go to the inked, uh, uh, cleaned up artwork, and then you go to the color. And so, and I don't mind putting up, you know, stuff in process and the rough stuff because, you know, it's easy to post a cleaned up finish, but I really want people to see that, no, this is a process. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta work, you gotta, you gotta put the time in, you gotta uh, work your perspective lines, you gotta work your proportions, your angles, all of that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I noticed when I was reading the preview was your use of color. And like, what I mean by that is, like, you'll have whole splash pages of just almost like just neutrals, like grays, and maybe a soft like, like sepias or whatever. But then you'll have one panel in that whole two pages that is just a different color just for emphasis. And even throughout, you know, throughout the issue, like, your colors are all over the place, which I love. I love because a lot of times you'll see comics, uh, especially indie comics. They're almost it's almost like a one note thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you you have all these different environments and all these different locations and stuff. But they all even though they might visually look different, they all look the same because you're not varying, you know, both like, you know, your textures and your colors and, and all that stuff. And you guys did an awesome job with that because i mean we have you have bright oranges and blues and purples and again grays it's just awesome thank you um i I really have to give a shout out to my colorist chris christopher hunt and uh christopher hunt is actually to tell you the truth everybody who's um worked on the book um are my former students um from liberty and from george fox uh, because i like to uplift talent where 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 i see it and not to mention, you know, it's, it's it, it, these are talents that can grow with me and grow with the book. But I saw Chris Hunt's work um, when he was in my comic book uh, graduate level comic class at Regent, uh, not, not Regent, at uh, Liberty University. Um, and I saw uh, I saw some potential there because he had a uh, an understanding of color theory that was better than mine. Mm-hmm. And so. He, with that, he was also able, he was very meek and teachable, and he had a whole lot of um, kind of a desire. He had hunger. He has, still has hunger, so he's a good dude. And so 
sitting down in our in our story meetings talking about the use of color, um, we 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 don't just throw color on the page. We have to think out reasoning behind why we're using the colors that we're using, what kind of moods we're trying to convey. I said I want this to be a very colorful book. I mm -hmm. do. I want it to transition. I want the mood to. I want the color to transition with the mood. So if it's um. A, uh, a very hot, if it's a, a high, a, a intense scene, um, sometimes those colors will be warmer. Um, but then again, if you look at a movie like um, Saving Private Ryan, I'm not sure if you guys ever remember that, but it's back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it, it was a, a highly intense scene, but the colors were desaturated. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of like um, uh, uh, cool, desaturated, tones mm -hmm. which gave it a much more cinematic look um and of course it also gave you a sense that it was in the past so in the beginning you're going to see some very very desaturated cool colors because you're looking at um uh, a flashback scene but it's also very intense because this is the scene where um uh, samuel informs saul mighty has stripped the kingdom away from him because of saul's uh, uh, his actions mm -hmm. um, and so his failures and you go back to the future or the present rather and then you see in Saul's um, um, bedroom these very kind of warmer colors it's it's, um, uh, it's a present day but it's also evening or early morning and so mm -hmm. you'll see him in his bed with these kind of um, uh, uh, morning color palette uh, yeah. early morning color palette so some you know uh, purples a little bit of oranges mixed in it's just early morning color palette but then you'll move to you know um a scene you know where you're seeing the seraphim marines and that has its own color palette i was gonna say like when they're in the drop yeah, ship just... in, the, in the cargo bay how it's just lit up like this like yeah like a red you know like there it's almost like a warning light yeah. like an indicator yeah yeah, I told uh, I told Chris, I said, you know, I want it to be cinematic, so let's go look at some films, you know what I'm saying? And I sent him some, uh, like, mood boards just so he can kind of see what I'm going for. But also, I also told him, we, we're going to do two things. We're going to rely on cinema, but we're also going to rely on um, the masters um, in the Renaissance and um, the um, uh, pre-Raphaelites Renaissance um uh, Byzantine era art. Um, I, I really like um, Jan Vermeer and Caravaggio. Those are two of my uh, my favorite uh, masters painters because they have this way with light and color that was very groundbreaking for the time, many centuries before photography. And so they were able to somehow communicate very, very rich color and very, very realistic lighting way that was 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 not done uh, at the time in a widespread way so i'm like you know we study we study the masters study them um uh you know we we, we look upon certain uh paintings um like for the for one scene where, where you see a queen a Hanoim, and um uh, uh they have their quiet scene um you know we we drew from um uh uh Waterhouse, who is a, uh, uh, a Victorian era artist. 
Um, and um, uh, Lord Layton was another Victorian era artist. Uh, uh, so those are things that we, we look at um, when it comes down to it. And, and I think it really helps to, to, yes, you know, refer to things now, movies and television, but also the masters. That's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I did write one of the one of the questions I had was how important was it to study those masters like Caravaggio? Because I know like because we studied him, you know, we studied the masters when we were in college. Caravaggio was groundbreaking, like when he came out for his use of, you know, values, different values, butted up against each other to to round out figures mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, you can definitely see it in the work. And it brings me to something that we had talked about last stream was the use of reference photos or and reference just media in general and how important that is mm -hmm. because you know when you're you, you have you have an image of something that you want to portray in your head and you can put it on paper without referencing anything but to your point when you're actually referencing something that's real something that exists and you're adding that uh you're you're fleshing it your your vision out with something that already exists it just adds another dimension to it yeah, and, and you'll see um, in the uh, the time lapse videos, um, I do that. I show that very, very clearly uh, that um, I use reference. Um, I have a Pinterest that is very, very, very extensive um, because it's real life, it's real colors. Um, so I definitely do that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I told my students this last week. It's like you know, I got these little um, kind of uh, figurines that's posable um, because you can actually use this for um, figure drawing, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And so you can pose it in any way you want to pose it, you know what I'm saying? And then you can kind of uh, put it at whatever angle you want, have perspective and all of that. So it's like, I got That's one awesome. in a male version and then one in a female version as well. And it's like, you know, you, you have to you go back to what the old master said about drawing what you see and not what you think you see. You have to. That's how you get better. That's how you 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 see things in uh, three dimensions and spatially. You have to if you have if you aren't doing this already, training your brain how to see uh, a form three dimensions and how to deconstruct that form brain uh, into its constituent shapes. And starting with that instead of saying okay I'm gonna fully render this first no you have mm -hmm. to sketch it out first as a shape mm -hmm. because if you look at your hand you see a hand right but if you deconstruct it into a shape be a rectangle mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying rectangle now you have this fist construct the shape what is the shape? It's a circle or a square. It's a yeah. circle. It's it's, yeah. a, it's either a circle or it's a square. Either either one will be fine. Either one will be fine. That's what I'm saying. You 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 take. You have to start training your brain, and how to visually deconstruct a, sh a, a a form, into its constituent shapes. Now you have this, but it's not just a circle but it's a cylinder attached to the circle. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I'm saying that if you can, I tell everybody, anyone can be an artist, anyone. If you can draw a stick figure, artist. Yeah. 
compare yourself to anybody else, but you, you, anyone can do it. You just have to, you have to get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. We're fine. You yeah. have to comparing yourself because comparison is the enemy of progress. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying when you when you are trying to to become better and you but you're comparing yourself to other artists, don't do that. Stop doing that mm-hmm. because everyone can be as good as they can be as long as you're honest. As you're honest to who you are and your style and your level and your art. Mm-hmm. So you do that, but you start there. You start with honesty and then you practice. Yeah. Practice practice draw 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 use visual reference and that's how you improve and that's how you get better Mm -hmm. one of the things that really helped me uh one of the old school books that i had how to draw comics comics the marvel way i believe it was steve ditko oh yeah what did some of the illustration in it and one of the main things he he said and i still struggle with is creating movement like in your characters like you're, Mm -hmm. you're obviously a character on the page is not moving but they represent a movement when they're on the page yeah. and one cool thing about your comic mm-hmm. not only just the flow of the panels but you know even in when it's just one character on the screen like you can see the movement the character and eat you know you're when, when you're i guess what i'm lear- what i was learning is you know when you have a character there's a movement line and you you mm-hmm. can you can just you can describe so much of a character what they're doing with literally just one mm-hmm. line you know, like almost like they're yeah, sparring. That's, like the that's, that's called line of action. Yeah. So you're talking about line of action. And uh, the thing is, it's like before you, this is why practice is so important. You have to um, do just quick gesture drawings. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're first starting to do figure drawing, you're doing gestures. Gestures is maybe like a one minute uh, session of drawing uh, a, a, a figure or a shape or whatever. You do one minute. Or no less, one minute. Mm-hmm. And in that minute, you do very quick, sketchy lines. Start out with that curvature of the spine. Which way is it going? Which way is it moving? And that gives you the kinetic feel of movement because that's the line of action. It's it's the direction that the curve of the spine is going. Yeah. Like this, or straight up and down, mm-hmm. or at a slant because it's running, or whatever. That's how you get that... Uh, that um, uh, that kind of emotion that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Cross, I don't know if you wanted to do, I know you had mentioned, Dr. Bell, the time-lapse video. Did we want to go ahead and maybe take yeah, a look let, at that? Let's, um, yeah, let's, because this is going to show you exactly what and I'm talking about when it comes to line before, of action. And, um, just before we jump in, ahead, up, I can just um, shout out to some in the chat. Um, to IML Tommy says, hey, how's everyone? Good to see you, Tommy glad you can make it for today and thank you for that host as well and also to eyebrows gaming for that host also thank you so much for hosting the stream today and coming and joining us guys i appreciate it all right i'll go ahead and throw up that first time lapse gentlemen here we go all right guys let's run all right awesome are you seeing uh, um are you on twitch dr bell uh, I am, but I don't see. Okay. Oh, okay. I see it. Okay, cool. So um, basically, you know, and I know we were talking before Nitro about the Philistines. Ooh, samurai armor. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to Philistines, <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the Philistines um, are, um, I wanted the uh, the enemies of the Dominion, the Philistines, they're their primary um, adversaries. For the Dominion, they're, um, 
mammals. See, like the lions, the birds, and all mm-hmm. that. The Philistines, they're reptile and amphibians. They're, they're snakes, they're lizards, they're alligator, crocodiles. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, if you look in nature, what is the, the most fearsome adversary to the lion? It would be the alligator or the yeah. crocodile, rather. And so, um, especially if you look at the, the, the African savanna. And so I'm like, okay, I, I like crocodile because they're fearsome. And so I started out with this design because I'm like, okay, cool. The crocodile is already fearsome, but I want the, their armor to look different than the Dominion armor. And so I really like the kind of like a, a samurai yes. armor. I really <laughs> like that. And the thing is, you know, I use it as a basis, but I don't copy it. You know, what oh, I'm and I love I, that because that's the I'm thing watching, I want. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I'm watching how many times like you'll reference it and then you'll you'll erase it and draw something completely different. And I, I love that. It, it's it's just about referencing. Yeah. It's about copying, guys. It's you know you use something for inspiration, you use it for visual reference. And um, uh, I like that, but then I said, you know what, I, I, I want the, the crocodile, I want him to look more fearsome. And so that's where yeah. you're talking about the line of action. So that I made it a little bit back. more arched, more, shoulders. more monstrous, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And the, the shoulders are bigger, the waist is tapered, the legs are smaller. It gives them a bigger upper body appearance. And so this steam, um shock trooper, should be a living weapon that means that yeah he's gonna have like uh rifles and missiles and stuff like that that he can fire machine guns whatever mm-hmm. but um even if those are stripped away he has edges everywhere yeah yeah <laughs> that can yeah. be used for stabbing that could be used for cutting and slicing that could be used for whatever his whole body so even when he's down he's not out this is what I was talking about in one previous podcast where, you know, where Dominion has high technology and they're very, very uh, sophisticated. Mm-hmm. The the Philistines, they're less sophisticated in their technology, but they're more fearsome in yeah. their warfare. They fight like demons. And where, okay, you may have one um, uh, Dominion foot soldier, uh, that can take out 10 Philistines they but the Philistines still have the numbers they won't have just 10 they'll have a hundred yeah to to one Dominion soldier that you know that they're using to kind of like even the balance and so the 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 sketches you know I wanted to make them very very clean the lines clean but also um have uh I guess I took some samurai armor, but also some 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 Roman armor too as inspiration as well. Um, because we're this, seeing here, the, yeah, this is ancient, where I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say this is where like you were talking about just keep uh, drawing the same thing over and over and over. That way you're able to come at it with different perspectives. Because in the first drawing you have, it's almost like a side profile of the alligator's he- uh, of an alligator head, but then you have almost yeah. a three quarter view of the mouth open. Which means, like, yeah. in order to draw that as fast as you did and as accurately as you did it, you would have to have done that, like, many, many, many times. You have to have also visual reference. So yeah. I had two reference photos. I had one reference photo of the crocodile with his mouth shut and then the other reference photo with him open and he's, like, snarling. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of stopped. It just went to uh, embellish 
the shape of the body, the shape of the armor and all of yeah. that. So there's a whole lot of, of revision that goes on when you're drawing, a whole mm -hmm. lot of revision. So you draw, 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 a line here, a line there, uh, and you like it, but then you don't like it. So you erase it and then you, you revise it. Um, the thing I love about, this was done in Procreate. Okay. The thing I love about Procreate is it allowed me, uh, and this is why my, my work is so fast, it allowed me to, to make my lines sharper and cleaner in a much quicker way. Mm -hmm. um, instead of having to, oh, I got to use this ruler here. I got to do, no, I could just take my line, draw it and then hold. And then it kind of uh, straightens it, itself automatically. Gotcha. So I draw a curve and, and at the end of the curve, you hold that curve and then it automatically straightens automatically. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to get like a French curve application or anything to try to, to position it properly. No, I could just draw a curve. It'll be wobbly. And then I hold, press and hold. And then it automatically straightens. Oh, that's awesome! So I didn't know it did that. That to me was the game. Yeah, it does. That to me was the game changer. That that makes it better than any other software I've ever used because it it increased my productivity and made me faster. Yeah. And so creating straight lines is important to becoming a professional. You have to have straight lines. I see the Roman. Be able to. Ask, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, the, the, the Bell, but I see the Roman yeah. athletes like on the shoulder on the shoulder pad. That yeah yeah that 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 was that so it's kind of like a hybrid yeah <laughs> so yeah I, like I think it Japanese looks awesome. mixed with some roman um uh, but uh it's very kind of archaic and then of course you have this big gun strapped to his wrist yeah <laughs> gatling gun i love uh, the mix of the, the genres the dominion they they use energy weapons whereas the philistines they're slug throwers they mm -hmm. they use a lot of brass and, um, you know, so they're more um, kind of conventional in their warfare. Yeah. And they have these these claws, these knives attached to their to their fingers to kind of give them a little extra reach when they're mm -hmm. trying to uh, to kill you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like they're fast. They're 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 small in some cases, but in, in, in some foot soldiers are, are larger and slower. But the, the shock troopers, they're really fast. They're very, very fast. They come at you like lightning. Yeah. So you have to uh, to to be be quick on the, the retreat or to move them, uh, and this so the awesome. Dominion foot soldiers uh, are very they they, wow. they lean more on their weaponry, whereas the Philistines lean more on their physicality. This is awesome. I I spend hours on YouTube watching these types of videos, so this is like a candy store for me. So one one question I feel like oh, I, yeah. I, I I always ask and I always forget. But so the when you're when you're sketching this that blue line that you're using is basically just like your it's like if you were using paper that's your loose pencil line right and then you come in and after yeah that yeah with your ink okay like an old school technique um, that's a like an old Disney type technique where you use um, a blue blue sketch pencil um, on Bristol board. Mm -hmm to do all of your construction lines because your construction lines can be messy. You can yeah. be as messy as you want with your blue sketch. Basically what they would do then before they would animate is they would take their blue sketch and then they would um, uh, uh, layer on top of it with, um, with, uh, with um, cellophane or um, plastic. And they would draw on top of that. And, um, or if they didn't do that, they would just draw the, you know, a dark, a pen or pencil on top of the actual paper and mm -hmm. then they would take that paper to a scanner and uh, to a printer print it at the time you know during the, the 50s i believe wouldn't be able to see the blue line oh okay 
I always wondered why they so used the blue, blue. The, the blue sketch doesn't show up when you when you actually print it when you okay. when you copy it. So you put it through the copier, and you wouldn't be able to see the blue. Now, I don't really need to use blue. I could use any color, but you know, I, when I first started doing comics, how I would do it because I would have to have my my um, my Bristol board scanned before um, you know um, uh, sending it to the inks. So mm-hmm. you would you would do the Bristol board blue sketch, and then you would do a cleaned up pencil line on top of that, and then you would scan it, and then you would send it over to the inker. Okay. So that's how I was kind of like that's how I started in the game doing mm-hmm. that back in two thousand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my first book. Uh, I'm sorry, and, you kind of cut uh, out, but I'm just kind of yeah, yeah. You didn't hear that, but but uh, um, really kind of got used to it. So in doing yeah. Procreate, I would start with blue, blue sketch. Gotcha. Did we want to? Do you said we have another? Yeah, you can, one? Do we want to take a look at another one? Another one. There's the, the queen on the throne. Yeah, we can okay. go to the queen. And just shout out to the chat before we jump into the next one. Neva Candida saying, "I love the art. Looks more like an alligator than a crocodile to me, though." And then a wee happy face. So, so yeah. The alligator's r- r- snout is a little thinner, <laughs> but hey, you know, either way, they they still look fearsome. Yeah, I, I was gonna say is like you could tell me it was either, and I would go, okay. To be completely honest with you, I'm neither an expert here nor there. And then Terminus Media, it's and all the, good. And the chat saying, Crikey, she's a beauty. <laughs> nice, <laughs> sounds like Mark. <laughs> I, I had a feeling it might possibly be Mark. Um, if anyone doesn't know, yeah. Mark Stansel was on the podcast before, along with Dr. Bell, M um, last time. So if it is you, Mark, then it's good to have you with us. Glad you could be in the chat at least today. All right, but we're going to that next time lapse. This is going to be the Queen, um, I believe. All right, and it's starting. Cool. So with um, the Queen, um, I had a couple of ideas um, when when I started approaching her. I know I wanted her to be um, regal and very um, beautiful and very statuesque. Mm -hmm. And oh when I look at drawing her, especially with this image of her on the throne, uh, and this is this another uh, visual reference that you use. Uh, you start with something that's there, that's done already, use that as kind of like the foundation. This, it's kind of cheating, but then again, you know, it, it's really not because I, I only use it as a launching pad yeah. to, to construct it in my own way. But you saw a picture there of Cleopatra. Um, basically, awesome. I, I draw from... Um, uh, uh, images of like Cleopatra, of Queen Nefertiti, um, you know, of very elegant, um, you know, beautiful women who project beauty but also power at the same time. That was really my thing with with Ahenawem. She has to be beautiful, but she also has to be powerful. And so, um, you know, that's the way you know, you always see her uh, in a regal stance. And this, of course, comes from you know, developing character profile that I know that I, I would, I know how she would respond in any, in any instance of conflict or anything like that. Drex power, but she also is very soft, especially when it comes to her family. Mm-hmm. And so you see that in, in chapter one with her taking that moment with Jonathan, she will, she will be tender, but she will also remind him of duty because yeah. that's, she's, she, she's bound as a queen the role of being a queen 
And so um, I really, um, in history, uh, you can see like um, Queen uh, Nefertiti, I keep referring to her because she's like the direct uh, um, corollary between my character and, and, and this kind of a, an idea of what a queen should be. Uh, queen Nefertiti was the power behind um, the Pharaoh Akhenaten at, at the time of his, his rule. He was going crazy. King Saul is going crazy, mm -hmm. but she would be the powerhouse behind the scenes, making the laws, uh, doing the rules, cutting deals behind the scenes, using his signet ring, and no one knew it. Mm. And so, um, and so, while Dominion is falling apart at the seams, um, and and Saul is going crazy, it's the queen's job to prop him up to make him look like the king. Yeah. So regardless, that's what she does. And so, you know, I mean, like I said before, with the with the design work, um, you know, I want to make her look regal and elegant, and I give her these these beautiful headdresses that are that look way too heavy to carry. <laughs> I love the ornation, and, uh, like it just you know, in, her, um, in the in the thing right across her collar, and just the just the little teeny details. I love that. That speaks. That's to me. directly <laughs> from uh, from art. The the the. the the throne is Art Deco. Yeah. Her outfit is Art Nouveau. Okay. You'll see all of this. This flourishes. The the little tiny um, design work that you have is Art Nouveau inspired. Got it. Um, and then of course, um, you know, the color palette. I have to take it from this thing artwork. So I take it from that. And like I said, you know, I love giving her. Oh, and another thing, someone asked me a question about the 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 head coverings that they always have. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, that's uh, there's a lot of story behind the head coverings, um, because the queen um, is regal and lions don't have hair unless you're a, a, a male. You have this kind of a mane of hair. Lionesses don't have hair, and so I'm like, well, a, a way to supplement that to give them that that extra little bit of kind of beautification is I have. The, the queen and the princess, they wear these um, uh, these head coverings that are draped. Mm -hmm. And so the drapery oh, kind of mimics hair in a yeah. way. And so you have these two kind of cutouts that kind of are for the ears to pop out. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of like ringed with brass or gold. The covering of whatever fabric, it could be lame or it could be satin or whatever, yeah. that drapes very, very beautifully in a way and then if you uh see with um the princess she has um a head covering that she does in all sorts of braids and all sorts of different ways she she takes that head covering and make it if you've ever seen like um uh an islamic woman she would wear a hijab mm -hmm. in order to supplement the fact that they're wearing a head covering there's all sorts of ways to wear that hijab you don't have to just wear it traditional ways. You can dress it up. You can do whatever you want. You can layer it. You can do all sorts of cool things. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at things like that as as a way to kind of like implement this fashion yeah. that we're creating for Dominion. Uh, almost kind of like um, that this is controversial, but if you mm -hmm. look at the Star Wars Episode One with, with Queen Amidala, Queen Amidala had this beautiful, these beautiful, beautiful headdresses. And these beautiful gowns and outfits yeah. 
And so I'm like, I want to be like that. I want Dominion to feel like that. Well, like even so, the makeup, yeah, like the way that they did her makeup, like the, like so like way out in left field, like the one stripe on her lip, it was like very Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I love that. It's very kind of um, uh, like a uh, um, uh, Kabuki uh, or um, uh, the, the Japanese type situation, yeah, yeah. which is very cool. Um, also with um the the female and i and i talked about this in another podcast the, the the i want my um yes they're 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 animals they're lions and they have a muzzle and they don't have lips mm-hmm. you know what man i mean females have to look like they're females yeah. <laughs> you got to be able to distinctly tell so where you see the males they will look more directly like their animal counterparts mm-hmm. females will be a hybrid of woman slash lion or yeah. woman slash animal where you'll see that they have the full lips with the widow's bow but you'll have like a separation yeah. like the, the lion muzzle with the, with the nose so mm-hmm. there's some kind of realistic lion construction but then there's that 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 hybrid of the the female lip yeah you can put lipstick on you know yeah. what I'm saying? And you can make her feel a little bit more feminine than the actual lion. And then, of course, like I said, I supplement that with the headpiece. Yeah, one of the cool things that I was noticing as you were doing the Queen Ahinoam uh, drawing was a lot, a lot of times I know for me, like when I'm drawing, you know, clothes and stuff like that, sometimes it could just look like a piece of clothing as opposed to a piece of clothing that is on a human form. And you did a really good job capturing, you know, the she's not human, but the human form underneath the clothing. It was really cool. Like oh, being yeah, able to yeah, just the, the subtle it, shading and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that, you know, you have to, uh, and that's that comes with a lot of practice, but with a lot of visual reference, a ton mm-hmm. of visual reference. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, I, I, the first thing I studied when I was in college was fashion design. Yeah. So uh, part of that, you know, that was very, very brief moment of time, though. And then I realized, okay, yeah, mm, Not I, a fan. I don't know if I want to be a fashion yeah, designer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a character designer more. But it really is about, you know, uh, taking that visual reference and building upon it, using it as um, as just reference, but not to copy it, but to kind of inspire the direction you want to go. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I don't know if we wanted to take a look at maybe the last one. The last yeah time lapse yeah we've got the last one and let me just catch up with the chat then and so we've got the armor diffusion came into the chat and said i made it woohoo and... <laughs> what up armor diffusion that's one of my favorite dudes on instagram he has some of the best videos uh, uh him just walking through new york and he's just like lifting up the name of Jesus in the name of in, awesome. in the middle of New York City. And it's like, man, I'm like, it just encourages me. So, I mean, I just want to give Armored Ephesian a shout out, bro. You lift me up all the time and I'm sure you do awesome. other people as well. So keep doing what you do. Also, Armored Ephesian is an artist as well. So oh, he's cool. doing some really, really good artwork. So you got to check out his his uh, Instagram. There very, you go, very go cool check dude. out Armored Ephesian's Instagram then. Um, he also says, big fan of Dominion uh, the Dominion work, and I said, "Well, this is definitely the podcast for you." Then, which I said, <laughs> "Sweet." Uh, we had Visual Litany coming in and gave us a wave, so thank you so much for that. Yeah, uh, Visual Litany also. She's she's also awesome as well. And uh, and then 
I'm the Fijian also saying if I've got a Discord, give me a sec, I'll chuck that link in the chat for you. And then he says, I'm grateful, brothers. Like, thank you so much for coming to join us. Let me throw that Discord link in the chat. And um, we do have a Discord if you all want to join that and keep the conversations going after the streams are done. You can obviously join us over there and be part of it. And also thank you to Neva Candida who's been in the chat all day. She has officially followed us. Um, awesome. I don't know why the notifications didn't go off. I don't know if it's because I was on the art page at the time and it didn't register. But thank you so much for that follow and welcome to the Comic Clan. We greatly appreciate you. Um, so yeah, my counter must be off and I must have missed someone somewhere because I'm checking it on my phone and apparently we hit 200 followers today. What? Apparently. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so the counter says 198. Neva Candida would make it 199, but looking at it on my phone, it's actually saying 200. So thank you, whoever the other follower Sweet. was. That's awesome. My system's thank not you. telling me who you are, so I apologize, but welcome to the Comic Clan. Thank you so much for joining it's us. It's all Dr. Bell. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> Dr. Bell, you literally got us up to 200 followers, man. Whatever. Anytime oh, we need man, a follower listen. boost, we're going to get... <laughs> that's it. So when Chapter 2 comes out, Dr. Bell is officially booked already to come back at the end of the year. Help oh, us yeah, hit, no, man. Help I'll us come hit 300. back whenever you guys want. I love talking about this stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah uh, our, our, our book, too, is going to be out by Christmas. So uh, so we def I'm definitely coming back on so before think, that happens. Yeah, um, so I think I did, we're definitely actually, doing a pre-Christmas stream at some point with Dr. Bell. Yeah, I think that's definitely yeah, in the card. You know, uh, I actually just started uh, writing the outline for book two. So it's like this awesome. week, this very oh, week wow. I started. Uh, we are, oh, by the way, guys, we also are translating our, our chapter one and other books into Spanish, I saw that. Portuguese. Yeah, I did see that uh, post, Ger yeah. German. We, get, we are translating into German, French, uh, Arabic, and Berber. Oh, that's so so cool. we got wow. all these different languages that are being translated because here's the thing, guys. Minion is a very, very good tool for literacy, a very, very good tool to communicate um, a, a desire and a will to kind of read the Bible, to explore uh, what the Bible is all about. So it's a mm -hmm. good kind of a primer yeah. uh, for someone who's never read the Bible before to say, hey, uh, here's here's a great story. It's, not, it, it's a great story. If you want to accept it as just a great story, have at it. Have fun with it. That's great. But guess what? It does come from a source material. And so... If you guys have any um, uh, friends who are uh, in the church, pastors, youth leaders, whatever, uh, we if you want to buy several books, whatever, um, just let us know and we'll cut you a, a, a nice wholesale discount. You can get some books. And I would suggest you just get books and just give them away to the, the kids in the neighborhood. Uh, you know, uh, we have this great uh, uh, partner. His name is Sebastian. He's going to be operating in Brazil. You know, we're just going to try to get books to kids just get them get them get them just get them to the kids get them reading get them reading comics get them you know expanding their imaginations get them asking questions about who these bible characters are and really that's that's the goal it's a mission definitely i mean that's that's an amazing goal and yeah anyone who's in the chat this is something to definitely get involved in and, and be part of it's like this is a phenomenal comic and it's just it's amazing to hear about everyone that's getting involved with it to hear about it getting translated into all these different languages to i mean it's like it, it blows my mind to think about the expanse that this book is already getting i mean it dropped like what two weeks ago officially two weeks ago yeah, yeah. officially two weeks ago we've been doing like the the pre-hype <laughs> oh, for yeah. several months on on social media 
But uh, yeah, after it dropped, um, yeah, we we were getting a lot of attention um, in a lot of different um, ways. Uh, my thing is, and, and Mark will agree with this, is you know the goal is to give glory and honor to the Lord in everything that we do. Um, that's why we do this. Uh, it yeah. is a mission for us. It is uh, a mission to number one elevate the quality of Christian content friendly content elevate the quality so that it's indistinguishable from just a good story um so we do that first and then the secondary mission is to get the word out is to inspire people to want to read the bible but but discovering uh, a great 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 story first through our comic and then it could hopefully inspire some young people or old people or whatever to read the bible or if a, a, a you know an old comic book fan comic book nerd has some kids sit down and read it with your kids, man, and yeah. and you know play out the voices of the characters. We have a great trailer on our website, you know, that has the voices thanks to Daniel Hancock who who directed it, and he, and eventually we're going to do audio an audio book uh, based on audio drama based on it. But it's really about just trying to, you know, just get kids' imaginations going, get them reading, get their imaginations flowing, let yeah. them see that you do have permission to read comic books and you do have permission to enjoy sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, and then hopefully you start asking questions definitely and definitely and massive you know shout out to that trailer the trailer for dominion chapter one is is phenomenal it's such a good trailer and honestly hypes you up so and the team that was involved in that is absolutely brilliant and yeah so Daniel back... Hancock is amazing and 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 his actors uh, the the yeah. uh, um uh, the group that did is just amazing and so shout out to Visual Litany in the chat saying book one is dope and I can't wait to see David's design. And then the Armored Ephesians <laughs> saying exactly it was cool to see the concept art for David. Yeah, I mean like I I'm so excited for it. Like the just even the hints of what's to come and stuff like that from chapter one. I'm excited to see the rest of Saul's story and then get into David's story. Yeah, it's it's cool to see how how your characters have like even though they're all the same species, they each have their own like unique look. You know, like I know you were talking a little bit about that earlier, but that's super important. It's not like, to distinguish. It, it, it's extremely important because lions, at, at first blush, uh, one lion would look just like another lion, right? But if you look very closely, and this is what we were talking about before, Nitro, is there are subtle details and differences between even lions that you would see in the wild. There, there are differences. Mm -hmm. um, maybe slight color color changes maybe the muzzle is a little bit different maybe there's yeah. a little bit more white in yeah. one 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 uh, color and hair design for me i take that to the next level by adding accessories yeah like you know between so you, you're going to have uh, in book two or sorry book three you're going to see you're going to meet david and eventually they're going to uh, jonathan and david will have a friendship and they're two lions but how do you distinguish one from the other? Well, one is taller than the other, so that's one thing. One one will have a different coloring than the other. That's another thing. Um, the the outfit and the clothing, of course, that's definitely another thing to distinguish the two. So when you're standing by side by side, you'll be able to say, okay, that's David and that's Jonathan. They're two lines, yeah. but they do look different. So yeah. it really is about trying to find ways to distinguish characters, even though a lot of these characters do look alike. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Definitely. Um, Cameron from One Geek Four Eleven saying I really enjoyed the convo this week. Thank you so much, Cameron, for being here. We're glad you could be here. Um, Give massive shout Cameron. out to One Geek Four Eleven, another amazing podcast here. Their podcast is actually on tomorrow night over in their channel, so um, go give them a follow and check that out. 
And did we want to jump into this last time lapse video then of uh, let's Princess do that. Michael? Yeah, absolutely. All yep. right. Give me one sec. We'll throw that up. Now, which one was this? Michael was one of my. Michael. This right, is uh, Princess Michael standing in front of a mech, and uh, this is her one of the first times she actually sees uh, David. But we don't see David in this one. We just see kind of like her reaction to seeing yeah. David. Um, and and eventually, you know, they're going to have a, a wonderful love story that uh, is going to be a departure from where it starts in the Bible. Because uh, in the Bible, Princess Michael starts out as a trophy. Mm-hmm. And that's just to be quite honest. She starts yeah. out as a trophy. She, she is the prize for whoever can defeat Goliath. So I wanted to take that and, and elevate that so that, yes, of course, that's still going to be a part of it. But she's going to actually meet David beforehand. And um, they're going to actually start a, a, a love story that's going to be uh, quite beautiful mm-hmm. and, and a little bit different from, from what you actually see in the, um, uh, in, in the Bible. And that's the thing I really wanted to kind of focus on to really just see, okay, well, you know, how, how is this um, coming across? I want her to be strong in a way that a Henoam isn't. A Henoam is strong a much more regal way. Michael is strong in a much more martial way. She's actually, she takes the, the role of princess and then she turns it on its ear. She wants to actually go out and fight. A Henoam will, will want her to, to typically just be in the role of a regular princess. But Michael doesn't want to just be a pampered princess. She knows that Dominion is falling apart at the, uh, on, the, uh, on the border, and um, she has to help people's lives. And so she has her mech, she has her outfit, she has her costume, and she goes out and, and uh, she she fights. Hey, Dr. Bell, just, just a technique question real quick coming from the chat. Um, Visual Litany sure. was asking, um, what tablet you use? Uh, oh yeah, I'm using a, I'm using uh, an Apple, um, uh, an iPad Mini, okay. with an Apple Pencil. So gotcha. this right here, iPad Mini. I'm telling you right now, it's going to change your life. <laughs> it's going. It, it it elevated my game so much with Pro the the Procreate app. Uh, I don't know how someone could fit so much power into one little app called Procreate, but it's way better than than any app ever used photoshop or anything like that so it's really good so yeah absolutely uh and if you ever need any tips or pointers you know just send me an email or just um uh you know message me on on one of the social media platforms cool yeah thanks for the question uh, visual litany anybody have any additional questions just please feel free to drop it in the chat sorry but yeah um, color color is color is a different color is huge um what I wanted to do with the color of, of Michael, and especially with, with um, dealing with scenes, bringing out complementary colors that could really help boost her, her look. Um, also, Dominion uniform has a certain look as well as far as color tone. You yeah. see a lot of burgundies and, and uh, burgundies, whites, grays, blacks. Those are the, the Dominion um uh uniform royal uniform color pattern color scheme mm-hmm. so you have this kind of a, a, a crest uh it's almost kind of like a thundercat symbol someone yeah. mentioned that yeah and it's kind of like this like a gold lion crest that you can see on her shoulder mm-hmm. 
which is the the, the royal crest of the of the house of Saul. Okay. Yeah, I, I just love the little flourishes, like even in her in, in the head covering that she's wearing, like so the hole for the ear, it's surrounded by like like a design, you know. That yeah, it's like that. It's like so cool. Yeah, it's like a gold, um, uh, you know, kind of a, a opening that yeah. kind of you know holds holds her, and, and that's the thing. It's like um, those little those little things mean a whole lot as far mm -hmm. especially as far as storytelling is concerned and so when you draw you really want to make sure that um it, this is where practice comes in practice practice yeah. practice so you'll see my sketch lines my construction lines i i erase a lot i put in things a lot and um i kind of as you are drawing this is why blue sketch is great because you can draw you can kind of sketch and it's almost kind of like sculpting yeah the the figure um, also, you, you have to think of perspective, which is, of course, not easy mm -hmm. for anybody. But, you know, I mean, she's, you're looking up at her from a low angle. Yeah. And so, so her hand's going to be where, bigger. Yeah, that's where this this little guy comes in or this girl comes in, where you can kind of pose her properly. And so you can see, okay, in the perspective, what is closer to you is the, the thing that's bigger. So the hand yeah. is going to be bigger. That also translates to the the, the weight of the line, mm -hmm. and this is what a lot of people don't understand: is you communicate perspective in line weight as well. Yeah. So the closer something that's is to you, point. the bigger the line is, and then the further away, the thinner the line is, and that's how you communicate perspective and depth perception. So, so, so those are things that you have to take into consideration. Piggyback off that, I've Go noticed ahead. a lot in like in graphic novels and comics, like you know in addition to having the stuff that's closer to you, you have thicker lines but also like the edge line of the of the character will sometimes have like a lot of varying weights you know yeah and i, um, I see that in yours too i think that it, it goes with practice honestly yeah. because with the pen what you want to do is um you want to do a thick thin thick so uh if you if you go like uh, the top of the curve will be thinner, the bottom of the curve will be thicker, the top of the curve will be thinner. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you yeah. really want to practice that to just kind of like vary your line weight. Now, artists are different in how they portray their outer contour line. Now, some some artists will have a very thick, bold uh, outer contour line, almost kind of like an Art Nouveau style. If you look at someone like Terry Dotson or Adam Hughes, you'll see that, um, and they, they do like a lot of cheesecake women characters you know what i'm saying wonder woman uh, adam uses a lot of wonder woman terry dotson does a lot of cat woman and mm -hmm. so you'll see that they have like thick outer contour lines almost kind of like art nouveau some artists have very thin technical lines um artist his name is uh um, is it alex cherished um uh the um the meta barons uh, for humanoids and his his art his line work is really very precise and thin and just very very uh, um, almost kind of like um, cross hatching or stippling, mm. and it's just like so it really depends on the style of artistry. Got are. it. But you you really should consider perspective in all things. So we we do have a couple questions. Oh, another thing. Go ahead. Oh, go right ahead. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. Um. So you had just have a couple questions in chat. Um. Armored Ephesian asked, "How long does a usual piece take to take to finish?" 
fission are you talking about from from just basic bare bone blue sketch to color to complete color he i think he had a follow-up question while, while we're waiting on his answer okay, um, well, well basically i can i can pretty much get a piece done from from blue sketch to color probably within yeah, two hours he says exactly what you're asking okay yeah, if you give me yeah, if you give me two hours, I can have it. Because here, and here's the thing to also consider: um, how detailed is the color? Because Chris Hunt, who does the final colors for the books, is a different colorist than me. I I'm all, a lot of these things that you're seeing right now is just me, but Chris Hunt will take much longer because he's putting much more detail into the color. Me, what I'm doing is so that, I do just the pencil nitro. No, I was going to say that, that, that goes, that's a question that I had, like, how, how do you know when to like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to do any more to this. Like, cause you could, you could just get like almost like photorealistic with the color if you really wanted to, if you wanted to spend enough time, but yeah. at the same time, you got to be practical and you got to be efficient, right? Here's, here's how they do it in comics. Okay. So you will have, um, the flat colors, uh, after you do the ink work, you have the flat colors. The flat colors are just what it says, flat. So you you will uh, um, uh, you know kind of d divide out the areas that need to be colored. So you'll say, okay, I have this arm, and on this arm there's a gauntlet. The gauntlet is one color. The the flesh of the arm is the other color. The the color of the fabric underneath the gauntlet is another color. So you got three colors. Yeah. Those are three flat colors there are people yeah. who get paid to just do flats and that's cool because it takes uh it takes a lot of the work off of the main colorist because then they'll go in and do the highlights shadows and um the high highlights okay um so but with me since i'm all by myself what i will do is i'll do the flats on one layer but then I will also do um, the uh, the the shadows on that same flat layer after the flats are done, and then I will do the highlights on a separate layer, so okay. then I can kind of control how that's going. And then I may even do another layer of shadows, uh, doing um, a uh, a blending mode of of um, uh, whatever soft light or whatever. You you can do a, like a multiply blending mode. You could do um, a, 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 um, a hard a hard light or soft light blending mode. It, it really depends on the color you're trying to get. But I do use that layer to do my initial dark pass and and kind of uh, carve out edges of, 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 of shadow. That's what I do. Now, everyone, mm -hmm. some, some people are different. Some people will use their flat layer and just leave it flat and then go on another layer and then do their darks. Um, I don't necessarily like to work like that. I just start on the same layer. Next layer, you can do maybe maybe you want to do a midtone. See, this is this is where you get yeah. into more detail. If you're going to do uh, dark mids, eyes, highlight, or the different things you do, or you may want to just do a um, a flat, a just a simple cell shaded shadow. And then a simple mm -hmm. light pass. So those those are three instead of six. Yeah. So that's up to you. And then of course you can use an eraser to kind of carve out uh, highlight layers if you want. 
um, you can use um, uh, an, an additional layer for highlights and then maybe one additional layer after that for a very high gloss. Mm-hmm. It just really depends. So, but for me, I mean, Chris does all of that other stuff. Chris does, and, and Chris actually adds a texture layer too. So he'll add a layer okay. on top of all of that as a texture and then put a blending mode on that layer. And then that's going to add a, an additional kind of a look that your eye will pick up, even though it's very, very difficult to see. If you really look yeah. at that texture layer, maybe like a noise, it may be an actual like a metallic texture or whatever, but he will go and do all of that. And that's what takes him maybe four hours to six hours to maybe even eight hours on some pages. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and before we jump into so the next we... question, and just a shout out, we got Holy Action One. Thank you for that follow, sir. And we absolutely appreciate it. Welcome to the Comic Clan and continuing our growth here. Thank you so much for that. Um, uh, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've got a couple of questions still in the chat. So I want to hit those. If there's anyone else in the chat that's got some questions, this is your chance to throw them in. Because um, I want to hit these questions and then, Nitro, if there's any big questions you've got left for Dr. Bell because we're starting to push towards no, I think two hours you, so i want to kind of start as wrapping towards the end of the questions yeah. now i think i'm good on my end because we hit all the the main questions yeah, that i, I wanted ones? to ask you dr bell uh, all right so. so we've got two more questions at least in chat so anyone else in chat if there's a question you've got for dr bell get it typed into chat right now and if nothing else comes in we'll do these next two and look at wrapping up from there and um, all right so do you want to take the questions in nitro You've kind of been doing that, so I'll let yeah, you I'll get it. Keep uh, going. You're, yeah, you're doing a good job. I'll let you keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Uh, so Cameron, uh, Cameron asked, how many design iterations do you think it takes for each character? Um, I encourage um, what's called ideation, and ideation is basically where you take a, a you know, your character do what are called silhouettes and you do like um a uh just the, the the overall black shape of the character and then you just go through several different versions i don't do more than five different um uh, iterations i don't feel okay. like, like i need that many uh and so i would say up to five would be fine um but then again there are some artists um, who who do maybe like 10 or 20 different ideations uh, on a character mm-hmm. and, and silhouettes depending on, uh, on if you are, you know, are really wanting to have a variety to choose from. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, like for instance, for, for, for David, right, right now I'm, de- I'm, I'm, de- I'm designing David right now. Right. And so David, not only do I have to design David, but also I have to design his mech too, because his mech is just, it's almost kind of like a part of him. I go mm-hmm. through five different ideations for for David, and then I go through five different ideations for the mech that he that he drives. Yeah. And so it's like very yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I love how the mechs almost look animal like, like the way that the legs are positioned, <laughs> where they where they have double they're double jointed at the legs. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, have some of them look like that. Some of them look more human. Yeah. That, uh, we have we do have a follow-up question from the armored Ephesian. he said he, i'm currently using my phone and a galaxy tablet a sketchbook pro uh with a stylus um he said would you ever consider doing it like a step-by-step on how the artwork is done like a tutorial video 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I absolutely would. Um, now, uh, Armory Fusion, man. Um, anyway, could uh, get an iPad Mini because I'm telling you right now, bro. You're. I am going to be an evangelist an apologist for iPad mini with Pro procreate. Now, I mean, there's some people who can, who can get uh, an iPad, regular iPad or iPad pro, which is fine. The reason why I'm suggesting mini is because the mini is cheap um, and you can get it used. I got mine used for, I think uh, 380 bucks and it's perfect. It's, wow. it's not used as refurbished for 380 bucks. The reason why I say that is that the the thing that takes the longest is getting those straight lines, getting those straight curves. That's what takes the longest in art is to make sure that your lines are straight. Mm -hmm. Procreate is a program that helps automate that process instead of you having to put your ruler in the person and then draw a line on the ruler yeah. and all that. No, all you got to do is draw one line and hold it, and then it snaps straight. You draw a curve hold it at the end of the curve and it snaps straight so instead of being wobbly it becomes straight if you draw awesome. a circle a wobbly if you draw a wobbly circle shape and then you hold that at the end of that that it automatically becomes a straight lined circle and you can choose between having it be an arc or a circle the other thing is they give you nodes almost as if it's a vector line, which it is a vector line. And then you can actually so you can morph that circle bigger, smaller. You can you know, you know make it you know skewed, whatever. The same thing with lines. You can take your vector line and you can you know, move it, place it wherever you want to make sure that it is straight. And I understand you got your, your method and your phone and all that stuff, but <laughs> it, and the phone is really handy. You know, Galaxy Note or whatever you're using. But what I'm saying is that save up a little bit of money, and this is for all of you guys, all of you artists out there, save up a little bit of money, yourself an iPad mini and get create, and I guarantee you, you will thank me. You will send me messages and I want you to <laughs> when you do it. And I want you to send me that updated artwork because Armored Ephesian, your stuff is great. But I'm telling you right now, bro, if you get an uh, iPad mini, your stuff will be phenomenal. Phenomenal, and then I'll be coming. You be like, "Yo, come on with me on this book." <laughs> <laughs> so just saying. All right. And so the second part of this right. question so is: we Do got, you think about doing a tutorial video for your artwork? Yes. Um, yeah. My semester just started. I teach at two schools, so it's like my time is a little bit limited with grading and stuff. But I will definitely try to find some time to carve out to to do some tutorial videos as long as there's um, interest. If there are interests, if there is interest in it, I will definitely do it. Um, I just I'm have interested. to find the time to <laughs> do it. Okay, well, shoot, maybe Nitro, Nitro, and me, we can get together, figure something out, and we can just do like a little tutorial series or whatever. But uh, if you'd be down with that, I think that would be very cool to yeah, partner up absolutely. like that. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm definitely down with that. All right, so we have one last question, and I think it's the question that everybody is wanting to ask, including myself. Oh yeah, after reading chapter one, stream. I wanted to ask but this. When when do we get to see Goliath? <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. I always get it. Um, okay, that's what the first um, question I had last stream. <laughs> you're gonna you 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 are getting you can already see glimpses of Goliath in chapter one. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. You definitely got a tease. Those of you guys, for those of you guys who have not gotten the book, get it. You'll see. You'll see glimpses. Goliath saw it as a myth and a mystery in Dominion. Okay. But of love course, that. we are love going that. to see him. Um, you will more than likely see him at the end of book three. That's going to be out Q1 2021. So book three is going to be the the beginning of the rise of House David, whereas book three is also going to be the end of this. Well, I mean, the House of Saul, it starts to fall, but it won't be completely fallen at the end of book three. But it's going to be, this is the beginning of the end for Saul. But yes, you're going to see Goliath at the end of book three, Q1 2021. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When that yeah, like that that's awesome. that teaser in chapter one came out about Goliath, like I think yeah, that was sick. I was I got so I love excited. They, like I'm ready for it. I'm ready for Goliath in this book now. And I love and, how you, you know what, it, how guys? he's like a myth, and everybody doesn't know if it's a real thing or yeah. not. I love that. You know what though? Someone almost someone kind of got in, into a little argument with me uh, uh, when I posted the um, the uh, the Philistine shot troop. <laughs> because the Philistine shock trooper, um, he, um, they, they, I guess the guy thought that was Goliath, and oh, so okay. he was kind of telling me how he was telling me how that is Goliath, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, I'm the one that designed it. I know what it is. <laughs> this is not Goliath. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I'm like, how are you telling me that that's Goliath, and I know it's not Goliath? So I'm like, no, it's not Goliath. Yes, he looks fearsome, and he's a living weapon, and I know the Bible called. Uh, I think the Bible referred to Goliath as a living weapon or something like that. And I get yeah. that and I understand that, but that wasn't the way I was referring. That was not how I was using words. I was referring to the fact that this Philistine shock trooper is a living weapon. So yeah. Goliath, you're going to be completely surprised because he's not going to be anything you expect. That's awesome. I'm I super mean, I, just, I can't wait to see it. Just like the way that you've altered everything in the story and the way you've made it such this massive scale. To then translate that to something like Goliath, which was this larger than life, massive character. Like I can't wait to see how that translates into the story. It's yeah, I'm happy. Well for thank it. thank um I, I gotta give thanks to to my, my co writer Daniel Hancock too, because yeah, I conceived the story, but he's helping me hone it and um, you know, kind of build connective tissue. Uh, so that everything can kind of flow. So, uh, you know, Daniel Hancock definitely, and he's also the one who, who uh, directed um, the audio portion for our uh, our trailer. He also directed a very, very good um, uh, audio drama about the life of Jesus called End of Darkness. And oh, so uh, awesome. we're going to be putting that up on our website. Oh, cool. I mean, that's, yo, I'm telling you right now, um amazon it's on amazon you can cop that call just type in end of darkness daniel hancock you'll find it grab it because i'm telling you right now it is a phenomenally beautiful audio rendition of the life of the life and death of jesus and wow. so uh you know god has blessed us with really good people mark you know mark stancil the editor-in-chief owner of terminus media he, he he took a chance on me uh, with my first book, Radio Free America, and then he's still riding with me with this with this new direction that the company is going in for family friendly entertainment, and uh, with Dominion. So I really I appreciate him uh, in that respect too. And then of course my team, Hunter, 
Briggs, who did the inks on on Dominion, and um, uh, Christopher Hunt, who did the colors, and and we got uh, you know behind the scenes people too, and so it's just, it's been really good, man. We, we're really we've been really blessed, um, even with you know Sebastian um, who's coming on board to handle Spanish language translation. It's just like you know I never conceived all of this could go when I when I sat down and start writing this little <laughs> derivative of the Bible. So, you know, it's been a blessing. That's awesome. And just to kind of finish up the last comments then, uh, we just got Armored Ephesians saying thank you for answering the questions. Um, and Visual Litany saying now I know what to ask for Christmas. I think that's back in reference <laughs> to the iPad. Listen, <laughs> listen, you you guys, please get him and then send me pictures of you holding it up because I want I want proof. I want proof of life. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You've because been challenged. I'm telling you right now. You've been challenged now. <laughs> and, and and I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm I'm challenging all of my students too. You know, I'm like, listen, man. And in my whole studio, we all use iPad Minis and and Apple pencils. Appropriate. That's what us. That's what we do. And so it's like if you if you are not using that. You need to, as an artist, do yourself a favor. Your iPad mini is going to be the best sketchbook you ever own in your life. It's small. It's portable. You can carry, I carry this with me in my bag. I take it with me in the bank, everywhere. So it's like I'm drawing Dominion anywhere I go. So, you know, I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I didn't get paid by Apple to. I was, <laughs> to I was going to say some, somebody's but, laboring for a sponsorship from Apple it. here. <laughs> but I think that is the end of our questions in chat and um, just l tommy giving some laughing yeah. faces i think that was in reference to the argument about goliath being the the shock trooper that you yeah, posted yeah. Um, mm-hmm. anything else you wanted to ask to finish up nitro any other things you wanted to wrap up with no that's it i really appreciate your time dr bell we yeah. definitely got to have you back on i i we could talk, I yeah, could talk about and, and... forever so let's talk about doing some type of tutorial type situation because i'll definitely partner with you guys to do that and uh, i think that'd be okay. really good absolutely idea. yeah cool. definitely. yeah whatever works for your schedule so we can definitely figure something out yeah 100 percent. okay nitro i'll let you talk with dr bell about that you all set that up and i think all that right. sounds like a phenomenal idea but yeah thank you so much again dr bell awesome. just for coming out and just spending time in really the podcast with us it's been absolutely amazing oh thank no problem for... man I, it's been a blast you you are leaning into my skill set <laughs> so it's like i love teaching and i love art and i love drawing comic books and talking about comic books so it's like that's really uh well we are so glad to have yeah you. And a special we... shout out to everybody that stopped by to to stop by to chat and ask questions too that's awesome i can't believe you had 200 people that's awesome yeah that's i'm I, I don't get me wrong in the back of my head it'd be really cool if we hit that today but at the same time part of me was kind of like yeah we're not going to hit that and then we're blown past it by a couple of extra follows so thank you for oh, everyone that's awesome. that came and supported the channel and and for anyone in the chat as well if you all are a streamer just give me a shout out put a number one in chat or something and let me know because i want to do a shout out i'm going to do a shout out again to one geek 411 good friends of the podcast who are doing their podcast tomorrow night on twitch and their channel and then let me just also post Dr. Bell stuff. If I can remember how to spell. And that's a link to the shop at Terminus Media. So go ahead. If you've not picked it up yet, Chapter 1 is now available. It's available digitally on PDF. It's available um, physical copy. Go ahead. Go and pick that up. And if you really, really want to go and grab some of that as well, then, you know, there's extra merchandise there. You want to get some T-shirts. You want to get some other stuff. 
white right. dot. Go ahead and pick that up as well. Um, and then 100% for... Guys, I, have to, yes, I actually have to run. No problem at all. We're just wrapping all right. up anyway. Thank you again, Dr. Bell. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, okay. Dr. Bell. You take care. Have a good yes. day, brother. Yeah. Thanks. I'll see you later. And for anyone still in chat, that is the social media links for Dr. Bell there. Go ahead and give him a follow. You will not regret it. He is a phenomenal man. I mean, you got to yeah, see that for yourself. And yeah, and Posse, don't don't worry. We'll have we should have a video on on our on our platforms a little later today. And Dr. Bell has already said he would come back. So yeah, 100%. Um, we'll definitely have another chat with him at some point. Oh, Posy, so I just saw your message there, Posy. Sorry, things have been flying past me so fast. Yeah, so it is the end of the podcast, <laughs> and we are at it. I will get that put up probably not tonight, but probably tomorrow at some point. Um, at the very latest cool. on Tuesday, it'll be up on our um, YouTube page. Let me head over to our YouTube channel, go ahead and click on that link and hit subscribe, and that will be going up in the next few days. The whole thing is recorded here. Um, so that will be going up there so you'll get a chance to hear Dr. Bell it's, talk it's really bugging me mm. it's really bugging me that the counter is at 199 and 99.50% we really we really can't go over 200 while we're actually on the air it's I, all good I know we are officially but I don't know what's going on with it it's, I don't know if it's because I clicked me. off the channel or whatever <laughs> because like we're like 202 now um, so honestly a massive thank you to everyone who's came and followed the channel we greatly appreciate yeah, it thank absolutely. you for everyone who's came out and um, yeah i don't know what to say i mean i'm blown away we we've had like double figures for most of the podcast today we've had 200 followers here on twitch today's uh, was awesome today's chat was awesome peyton panel had wow we've got follows that came up as a subscription on my video for some reason i have no idea why but peyton panel thank you for that follow and then elsa the cat thank you for that follow as well welcome Dude. to both um we did it you have been waiting for that counter he has been desperate for that counter to hit 200 we freaking did it and um, so with those two 200 well it says 200 in the chat we actually broke that already let me pull it up on my phone because i think we're like oh that's my youtube lol and elsa is my cat oh that's your youtube that's good that your youtube did it jack tyler just subscribed are we getting subscribers via our YouTube that are like coming up here? Because I don't know why it's doing that. That's I don't a... care. It's 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 over hundred percent now, and that's all I care about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> followers, so followers are going to see on my phone. The actual follower count, if this focuses, is actually like two hundred two. Nice. I don't know. That's not focusing, but like it says two hundred two, so you can just be happy that the counter's made up. Thank you for those subscriptions and pausey and. It was you and your cat subscribing to us on YouTube, and um, thank you for the congratulations, Jackalope. That's, that's okay. <laughs> He's fine. All right, so we are actually out, and congratulations to our followers. Thank you so much, Terminus. All right, uh, let's go quickly raid someone because I've got to go and feed the family because I can hear starving children starting to. Yeah, we got to bounce more. So, anyone standing out? You know what? Let's go see Behaving Beard. Like we've not visited him for a while. Um, so we're going to go All see right. a friend Sounds of ours good. who plays Sea of Thieves, uh, Behaving Beardly. Go and give him a lot of love, give him a follow, give him a shout out from the comic clan. and uh, Give him congratulations as well. He recently just became a partner, I believe, alongside um, Sea of Thieves for what he's been doing with the game. So we're going to go ahead and raid his channel. Um, so stick around to give him some love at least. If you can't stick around for his stream, that's fine. But... Um, at least stick around and at least say hi and drop him a follow. That would be awesome, guys. 
and um, but we are all finished up for today and um, oh one last thing i do want to do actually and um, if you missed it at the start go ahead and check out eric steven the provider of our new official song for opening up our podcast geek and um, go and check him out on spotify as well all right but for everyone else have an amazing weekend and we will see you all next sunday take care and have a good evening